I think it was was Eamon. He was riding beside you on the highway one day, and he he was talking about hilarious. Yeah, it sounded like it was a midget under the hood with a ball <laughs> bean hammer, just knocking the block with the hammer. <laughs> yeah. Well, you uh, know those cars. Like, why did I have to put four bottom ends in this car again? <laughs> I just I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to the Bench Racing Network podcast. It's been, uh, I think, three months or so since we did an episode. Things have just been busy in general. Had a lot going on with work. Had a lot of uh, events planned and everything. We'll probably talk about that a little bit here. Uh, But anyway, so it is, what is it, Saturday, October 12th? Is that right? Yeah, something like that. Um, And I'm with my longtime best friend, Derek. uh, Derek Wooten. We're sitting here at the Overlook at the Tail of the Dragon at Deals Gap. Uh, I almost said North Carolina. It's actually Tennessee. Um, way out here in the middle of nowhere. Nice, big, bright... Uh, I don't know if it's a full moon. Uh, it's full it's, enough. Yeah, it's very close to full moon behind us, and you can actually see your... You can see your shadow. Um, I'm used to not being able to see your hand in front of you. <laughs> oh, yeah, when we're out here, it's usually a yeah, new moon or something. When, it, when it's actually dark enough, you can actually see the, uh, the Milky Way up here, which is really impressive. Which is kind of a letdown because I brought all the camera gear. Oh yeah, to take the pictures of it. Well, you've got a you got the time lapse set up. Yeah, you guys will probably hear that in the background. Yeah, it'll go <laughs> off here in what time is it? About half an hour, I think. Um. Anyhow, so Derek and I met um, through Volvo's. When did we actually? Um, it was at Raleigh meet, I think. Was Raleigh the first time? Yeah. Or it was no, it was before that. It was at um. I met you in the parking lot of South Park Mall or something, or Pineville Mall, to give you a sticker. The Turbobricks NC sticker. I think that was the first time that we met. Because I'm pretty sure our cars had those stickers on them at the Raleigh meet. Yeah, that was a... That would have been... That was pre-my memory, apparently. That was, oh, I graduated high school in 09. I think that would have been 09? Yeah. 2010? Somewhere in there. Um, anyway, and that was that was a really that was the first time we met, and then we were both active, um, still are on the Turbobricks forum. Uh, Turbobricks, the the forum, like a lot of forums, has kind of slowed down over the years. Turbobricks um, Facebook forum. Yeah, it's <laughs> uh, it's kind of transitioned over to Facebook, but the forum is still active. You know, there's still some project threads and everything going on, but um, that was. Uh, that was where a lot of our interaction happened in the North Carolina mm-hmm. chat thread. Actually, the chat thread happened after that Raleigh meet. Um, yeah. I remember Isaac started that thread because we were, he was getting a complaint we were cluttering up the event section. But anyway, um, so I guess we really started hanging out more when I started building the 79 and you did a lot of heavy lifting on that project. Yeah, it was, uh, what was it, your grandmother's basement? Yeah, grandma's basement, <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's where mom and dad are living now. Um, but you had, 
Uh, oh, I, I forgot. Remember that time we went to Rockingham with your, your 940? Yes. Yeah, that was fairly early on, too. Yes, I do remember and that. And Steven was there. Steven, Steven showed was there, up. Yeah. Because yeah. he, was, he was mad that his little Mustang couldn't, <laughs> couldn't hang with the 940. <laughs> so tell us, um, so for those who uh, don't know Derek, um, Derek kind of big project Carly had for a long time. Was, was it a 93? Yep, 93. 93 um, blue Volvo 944. Um, walk us kind of through that car a bit. Um, I guess at the time I was about, I was 15 whenever I got it, and uh, it was my parents' car, and uh, it was a nice car. It was a turbo. It had the nicer wheels on it and everything yeah. like that. And, uh, so they had drove it, and were getting tired of it, and then finally uh, it actually blew a head gasket. And, uh, oh, on the 8-valve. Oh, that's right, because yep. it was always, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah so... Uh, Go up on the microphone just a little for me. There we go. They they pretty much said, they pretty much said, hey, if you fix it, it's going to be your first car. Yeah. So, you know, me being the kind of person that would take everything apart, well, I had to take this apart and then figure out how to put it back together too. Right. So, right. And then, uh, so yeah, that was kind of the start of that. And where did that did, was that something your dad was driving or something that had just kind of been around a while? Um. They had been driving it, but they had actually like recently got another vehicle, so it mm-hmm. was it wasn't getting driven oh, was quite as much. Yeah. yeah, but uh, I think I remember. I think it was two days after got it back together. Yeah, <laughs> and first thing you do is hop on tour bricks and figure out how to turn the boost up. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. How many how many PSIs can stop? <laughs> 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 Turns so, out quite a few actually. Yeah. yeah. So that had uh, had a 13C on it for a while, I guess. And yeah. When did you when did you swap the? Because you put a 15G on it. And it had a 15G on it for a while, right? Yeah, I actually. Uh, let's see. I ended up going. I went down to SE one year. Oh, let's talk a bit about uh, about SE. Real yeah. Quick, just to right. give some some uh, some knowledge there. So SE, I think it started in 2001, if I do my math right, because the first one I went to was 2010. And it was nine. Yeah, I was probably in middle school. Yeah. Yeah, so there was this meet in Montgomery, Alabama, um, started by a guy named Kenny. He was Linux Man 51 on the Turbo Bricks Forum. Uh, and Sam, who was, I think he was Death Wagon for a while, mm-hmm. but now he's Road Racer for life. Anyway, um, they started this big SE meet down there in the early 2000s. Um, and it just sort of, I mean, it started when they were all in college and it was just, you know, this insane party that sort of centered around going fast in shitty old Swedish vehicles. Um, and that sort of grew and grew and grew. And it was after that Raleigh meet, that was actually the, it was Raleigh meet. And then I went to SE that following year. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, was that your first one as well? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that SE9. And it was you and me and Isaac mm-hmm. and Bailey splitting a shitty... Well, it wasn't actually. It wasn't that shitty. It was a Comfort Inn or something there in Montgomery. That's anyway. About as good as you can get in Montgomery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what more we got? Oh, stock car. But yeah, so... Uh, no, that was, a, that was a good time. Yeah. You know, I mean, I was 18 at the time, and mm-hmm. that was like, uh, you know half these memes you see online of <laughs> you can't even describe <laughs> yeah, well, it welcome to what the real world is <laughs> yeah more or less and what are that because you ran it at the drag strip down there didn't you yeah what was it doing at that point was it like 14s no 15s? i mean or was it quicker than that, no, that point? It's a, it was a stock 940 
Oh, it I thought the, you put the 15G on it before no, no, that. No, oh, no, no. okay. okay. Never, uh, my, uh, my first... Oh, Isaac had a 15G or something on yeah. his car. Okay. Yeah. My, uh, my first trip down there was actually, that car was all stock, all original, other than, you know, turn the boost up. But. Yeah. And then I think whenever I got back from that, it was kind of like, well, this looks pretty easy. So you start putting stuff on, yeah. and the next thing you know, it's getting out of hand and <laughs> blowing stuff up, and... <laughs> It was fun, though. Spending too much money on a car that's never going to be worth money. Yeah. So. So there's this, this, you know, V8 4.4 liter uh, XC90 sitting behind us just been idling for hours. And there's now some warning being on it. It's fun. Oh. Is that a G? Or is that a Porsche? Z. Oh, it's a Z. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a Z. Oh, he's getting it. Oh, there was a third gear churn. <laughs> I think sounds so good. But no, yeah, it was kind of after that it spiraled out of control, and yeah. we uh, we have a lot of eighth mile stuff, so it, mm-hmm. you know I didn't really get to get the quarter mile fixed. So somehow I just hit that magic spot where everything worked together and the car was actually relatively quick yeah, on, a, on a 15g so that was 12s right yeah i think the the best it ever ran was like a it was like a 12 7 12 6 12 7 that was quarter there. mile not eight yeah, yeah yeah that was quarter and then uh eight eighth mile it was a 80 flat car yeah so that's uh i think that blue wagon i had ran like mid eights yeah Anyway, it was but yeah that was that was like respectably quick and that was with the aw71 that yeah was in it, the automatic yeah. that was in it the the thing about that was it it 60 footed really hard it was, oh it, i remember that yeah you were kind of like one six 60 foot yeah and, yeah and you had the little 15 inch like baby drag slicks on yep. the back that was great i was trying to be cheap and somehow yeah. stumbled across something that actually worked <laughs> <laughs> so and was that, uh, didn't that car eventually get tuned on 2.4, ostrich tuned by, that was, is that really where it started going downhill? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, man. so, the idea was great, but yeah. it wasn't great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then, you know, I kind of kind of started to get out of the whole drag race phase, because at that time, you know, things started getting fast, real fast. Yeah. So it was like we I were was, talking about this earlier today. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like I'm not going to be able to keep up with that. So let me. Yeah. It's time to do something different. So I ended up doing what everyone does. They put a whole set on it. Right. <laughs> and uh, from there it kind of went downhill. And some. I mean I don't know how it's possible, but somehow you, I dropped a valve on an eight valve and yeah. <laughs> blew that sky high. And then and then here comes the sixteen valve stuff. And that was uh. Yeah, that was the demise of that yeah, car. Yeah, it was rough. It was great. Until when it worked, it was nasty. Yeah, it was disgusting. Yeah, like I said, it was it was great until you know I, I was about on that fourth uh, timing belt <laughs> jumpage, valve bendage, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, there was there was a time when that it it's since gotten better, but there was a time when the sixteen valve conversion on the red block wasn't like super mature. I mean, there were kits for it, but they all sort of had teething problems on the timing belt, and uh, and those those heads. I guess they are at this point. They're kind of dried up. Yeah. They're getting harder and harder to come by. It's a it's a good design of a head. It's just, oh yeah, it's a great head. They put the they put a great head on a really poor block, and people tried to fix that problem by putting it on a different block, and, yeah. and it just didn't yeah just didn't work out. So yeah. 
I mean, there have been, I actually don't, I can't think of anybody on the forum that has had like a good running wick turned up, reasonably reliable 16 valve for any stretch of time. No, no. I think the closest John MC was getting his dialed in and then started having head gasket issues mm-hmm. all the time. Um, I think Cameron, well, no, Cameron's, he did his NA. And I guess, well, I wouldn't really call it reliable. I guess Kenny's race car has been together for a long time, but it's not really a, it's not, it's really not a street car. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, y- that's kind of the, that engine is kind of a miracle engine. I mean, you know, yeah. it, it flew through the air and <laughs> <laughs> still running in a car right now. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. So. So yeah. that, uh, so the 940 was eventually, is you, didn't you get a, a Nathan header for it too and an intake? Yeah, so whenever I did all the 16 valve stuff, I uh, I did my best to try to do it right. But yeah. I'm still a very impatient person when it oh, comes sure. to some stuff. You know, it's like I could make this thing run if I just jump these wires. Oh you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, that kind of deal. So, <laughs> and I mean, I got lucky whenever I ordered that manifold from them because it came at a came at a decent time mm-hmm. to to get that kind of stuff. But yeah, it never had it dynoed, but it it was. I, I still believe quick. that I still b- honestly believe, but Dino, that was every bit of a 400 horsepower car. Oh, I mean it. It had to have been. Yeah, it was. It was a. It was a brilliant, bright meteor there <laughs> for a, you know, a few months. But that yeah. was that was a seriously, seriously quick car. So, um, I mean, yeah. I've 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 never built anything near that that powerful before. But I've ridden in a bunch of shit like that, and it's yeah. That was that was right up there with the best of them. Yeah. It's it's not that great. Huh? I mean, it's not that great because sometimes it's yeah. just... Well, I guess let me take that back. It's great when you're out there, you know, like pulling on some people and <laughs> some oh, yeah, the yeah, looks yeah. you get. But then yeah. at the end of the day, you go home and it's like, oh my God, what am I going to have to fix tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That uh, was, uh, I remember there was one time... I think it was actually you had put the first 16 valve head on it and went to the drag strip and it like immediately grenaded itself at the drag strip the oh, first night out. The um, no, I actually ran it all night. Oh, that did night. you? Yep. Oh, okay. I ran it all night and uh, my dad he he'd actually helped me do some of the work on it and stuff and he had, at this time he hadn't got to mess with it or drive it or anything and he he ended up going with me so in uh, the night comes and he says hey can I drive this thing back home? I said, sure, whatever, you know, I don't mm. care. He gets in it, fires it up, timing belt broke. No idea why. It just, oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, I forgot. That was a raw fucking deal. Yeah, so that, and you know, we were, I mean, I still, I can't, don't have anything to pull cars with or anything like yeah. that. So it's, you know, we ended up waiting an hour and a half for the tow truck <laughs> and it was already oh, midnight man. whenever we were trying to head home. So, yeah. well, you know, it, that car had a way of when it was great it was great but it didn't have a way of kicking you when yeah. you were down that's yeah. for sure so so yeah. the 940 kind of met its its demise after after a few years and then you got uh I got good I, old race wagon yeah you got race wagon right so race wagon is a uh 88 740 wagon GLE non-turbo basic basic car yeah it was actually uh it was actually my grandmother's car right and uh Obviously, no one in the family could care less about Volvos, and she knew that I loved them, and basically gave me that thing. Yeah. Whenever. So, uh, so yeah, that car was 
it's fun still have it needs mm-hmm. work like all of them do yeah but, but no i uh that I, one you took a different approach on yeah yeah i um basically wanted to make it handle because i guess at the time of the 940 you weren't really you hadn't moved up here yet no so. I w- while i was in s- i was in school i was kind of back and forth yeah yeah so i never had a reason to really kind of come up here and uh after after coming up here once i was pretty much hooked yeah it's just it's just a different different environment yeah it's in a weird way it's kind of easier on the cars because you're not trying to get every single ounce of power you can out of it because you don't really need it it can be easier on a motor and a drivetrain but it's harder on suspension yeah. and brakes and tires and everything else which that stuff's a little bit easier to replace than yeah yeah <laughs> that's that's very true than having to pull the pull a motor apart all the time yeah so. i'd rather put a wheel bearing in on a saturday than uh than pull a motor mm-hmm. out and change out five valves yeah <laughs> so <laughs> But yeah, no, then, then, uh, so basically that car was, you know, naturally aspirated, eight valve car, ended up putting in a manual swap into it, so it kind of, kind of made it a little bit better, and the gearing kind of made it peppy and stuff, but I basically got power hungry. Yeah. So, plopped on a, uh, 16T turbo onto that, and left it with the NA block, and, and Did let it eat. Did you do a J-pipe? Or did you put a 90 no, plus manifold on it? 90 yeah. plus, yeah. It was pretty much, it's pretty much a, a turbo setup. Just, yeah. I just uh, didn't use a turbo block, so it had a little bit, a little bit higher compression. Yeah. But uh, and it it made good power. It's, yeah. It made like 250 wheel. Yeah. So that's still strong. Yeah. It it was, it was good up here, but at that point, it almost, it almost had too much power for suspension. Even with the suspension being modified, it just. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I don't have the capability of building crazy suspension for cars mm-hmm. like that when you're changing mounting points and things yeah. like that. So, yeah. But that car, didn't you win, uh, you won autocross quite yeah. a bit with it, right? Yeah, I, uh, I like to thank the tires for that. <laughs> 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 so, no, I, uh. Basically, I ended up running a set of slicks on that car, and right. it it worked. So, yeah. so no, it it worked, and it it worked pretty good, and uh, just had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, you know, everyone liked it, and I mean, that's it's always it's fun like driving around with you up here in that thing because everybody loves that car. Yeah, it's so, I mean, it, and to put this in perspective. Um, so we're up here now. I've got my 06 uh, V70R that is it's lowered, it's tuned, um, in-tank exhaust. I mean, it, it. I don't know exactly what it makes all wheel, but it's it's pretty healthy. It's a six-speed car. It's enough. Yeah. And Derek is up here in his, what is that, 91? Yep, 91. Yeah, 91 uh, in a Miata, which is, it's mega squirted, but it makes 105 wheel. And after about a mile and a half, I don't see Derek anymore. He's just gone. It's momentum, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he's 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 a very very good driver. Um, and uh, to put him in, uh, yeah, you are. and to put him in to see you in race wagon, which has you know double the power um, of the Miata, but still a really really good suspension setup. I mean, there's it's extremely difficult to keep up with. Um, even for even for a lot of people that uh, you know that live around here and spend a lot of time, especially on even on the the dragon here, 
Yeah, it's it's always a hit pulling into gas stations or the Overlook or whatever, and people go, "Oh my God, I never thought that you know an old you know a thirty year old, forty year old, whatever it is, you know Volvo wagon would just run away from me up here." But but it does, man. It's it, uh, that the car thing, is set up really well. The thing about that car is the chassis is just it's not meant to do this. No, at all. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like driving that thing, and it's kind of always, when is this car going to kill me? Right. Because you know it's going to do it. <laughs> so, oh, and especially absolutely. with the, once again, it everything I've always done has kind of just been budget minded. Yeah. And uh, so the car has a, a lock up differential in it, and it, it's fine around some turns, and other turns. It's not exactly predictable, yeah, is it? <laughs> yeah. You don't know what you don't know if you're going to be understeering, oversteering, sideways. <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker! <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> So, so yeah. So that car, uh, yeah, it needs a little bit of work, but uh, it's it's still around. And you've got the uh, you got the Miata, which is uh, really it's a, it's a really good looking car. You've done a nice job with it. Was that a? Oh no, it's just such a cool one. I thought it was an X-Runner or something. Yeah. So um, yeah. So wagon's still sitting at the house, and I've I've actually I've got everything I need to fix it. It's just been a been a time thing, and yeah. plus. What does it need anyway? Head gasket? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, it's got a Megasquirt 2 in it now. Uh, basically a DIY plug and play kind of kit for yeah. it. So got that in, and uh, you know, first thing you do is blow the head gasket. <laughs> so. Well, that's uh, that's still a running joke between me and, me and Randy. Is your uh, your Megasquirt timing maps are just all the timing? <laughs> like everywhere. Yeah, like thirty seven <laughs> degrees at idle. <laughs> the funny thing is, this box actually came out of my nine forty. Oh, did it? Yep, and uh, still had that timing map in it. <laughs> so we'll oh, we'll quit God. that story there. <laughs> That was uh, that was a magical timing map for sure. That was yeah. phenomenal. See, I don't know if it was knocking or if it was just so loud you couldn't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, I think it was was Eamon. He was riding beside you on the highway one day, and he he was talking about it later. He's, yeah, it sounded like it was a midget under the hood with a ball <laughs> bean hammer, just knocking the block with the hammer. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know those cars. Like, why did I have to put four bottom ends in this car again? <laughs> I just I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh man! It's one of those things. Like, I mean, those cars—they would knock even on like I, I know, completely yeah. the, stock, the, the you completely know? stock turbo setup knocks even on '93. And I remember, I remember asking my dad, and he, you know, he's he's a, he's a great mechanic. Yeah. I would not let him touch it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would not let him touch a laptop to tune a car. Oh, yeah. So, but no, and uh, so yeah. That's the deal with that thing. It's still, it's yeah. still around. I still have a desire to to mess with it nice. and stuff. But like I said, it's just I got the Miata at the beginning of the year, and it's been a it's been a new toy. It's been high hunting. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. There's a reason why everybody says Miata's always the answer. It's uh, yeah. They're phenomenal cars. We were up here. What was it? A few months ago. Uh, that was August. August. Be- yeah. Very beginning of August. Yeah. yeah. We came up here in August for uh, the Miatas at the Gap Rally. And I think, did I, I don't remember what I brought. Brought the R. Yeah, I mm-hmm. had it then. Oh, yeah, I did have it then. Um, but, uh, yeah, we were sitting up here late at night, and these uh, local guys roll in. I knew one of them. His name's Bryce. I've since sold him a uh, an 89 240, trying to convert him to the, the ways of the Volvo. 
But he had, uh, there's no nice way to say it, he has the shittiest looking in a Miata I have ever seen in my entire life. Um, it had two different wheels. There was one set of wheels on one side, one set of wheels on the other. Um, completely mismatched used tires. The rear end was jacked up and the whole car was like raked out. Not to mention the tires actually had bubbles. Oh, in the yeah, side of them. yeah. They actually, they did actually have bubbles in the, in the sidewalls of the tire. God, I forgot about that. Um, like basically no interior in the thing at all. Straight um, piped. It was straight piped. Uh, it was a base model back in the day, so it mm. didn't have, uh, didn't have any, uh, power, power steering, steering on it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was like he, He'd repainted it, but he repainted it with, um, like, just gray, and it looked, it just looked terrible. Anyway, so we're up here, and we're, we're chatting with him. And, you know, he's Bryce is a funny guy. He's very self-aware about that car. And he goes, well, you want to drive it? And Derek goes, yeah, sure. And so uh, he and he hopped in that, and uh, I hopped in his, his Miata with uh, his girlfriend, McKeever, driving behind us. And it was just hilarious, man. That thing was just on the limit 100% of the time. The scary thing about that car is, like, you didn't feel like you were going that right. fast. And that's, but you were going fast. Oh, yeah, you were hauling ass. And that's what I, because we came back, and then I hopped in it and drove it. And I told him, we got about two miles down the road, and, I mean, I had hit the limiter in every single gear mm-hmm. that I was in. And it just, the car was taking it and taking it and taking it and wanted more and more and more. And I turned over and looked at Bryce, and I was like, the most dangerous thing about this car is that even on the limit, it doesn't feel dangerous. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It feels like you're going 10 miles an hour around turns. Yeah, but you're not. You're hauling, you know, 45, 50 around some of these turns. That has been a huge eye-opener to me, that That car. car? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not all about having your stiff suspension. Oh, no. I mean, granted, that helps and makes, you know, makes the turn feel nice but that's that's on like stock Mazda speed suspension mm-hmm. i think isn't it mm-hmm. there's something to be said about you know touching door handles on the road and yeah having, having that weight transfer <laughs> so but no that car was i think uh right you know i went down a couple miles here and uh yeah ended up turning around and basically said this is the shittiest jankiest <laughs> shit i've ever driven <laughs> and that i love phenomenal, it though. yeah it was that was the best man but so. I was I was thinking earlier we've been uh, the first time I think I got this right the first time that I came to the Dragon well there was a first time but I made it as far as the state line and realized I was about to run out of gas and turn around and went back um, the first actual time that I came up would have been for Wookies in the Woods 2012 yeah I think because I was in uh, I was driving the the Mercury Mystique. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the mystique. And y'all were in, uh, it was you and Mark, and y'all came up in uh, in the Brown 244, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, was, uh, that was kind of, it turned out to be a miserable trip. Didn't you, like, turn around and go home or something? Pour and rain? Yeah. Yeah, that was one of the times. We've we've put ourselves in some pretty horrible situations <laughs> like that over the years. Yeah. So. yeah not, always the, not always the wisest decisions to get up here. No. But, uh, I tell you, the, some of the best trips I've had up here have been the ones where you wake up in the morning and say, I'm, I think I'm going to go up yeah. here this weekend. Yeah. You know, and, and then you got these trips that you plan for, for who knows, months. Yeah. And then they just, just rain, apart. and it's just, yeah. yeah, it's just a terrible weekend. But, yeah. I mean, heck, this weekend was, I didn't know I was coming up here until Thursday. Yeah. So. Yeah. Then there was that time uh, my granddad was sick. Um Y'all had kind of been planning a trip for a couple of days. We mm-hmm. stopped in Franklin, and I had a 760, and it was like the headlights didn't work, and we fixed them in the driveway, 
and actually my wife and I or I guess we were married then yeah we were married then uh, wife and I actually got into a, a pretty strong disagreement about whether or not I should come um, because he was so sick but I didn't know you know I, I didn't know what was going to happen he'd been sick for a long time and I'd spent a lot of time with him and but we uh, we came up here and and uh, we we're actually sitting here until like one o'clock in the morning on the overlook watching a watching a meteor shower. Yeah. Um, I don't remember. I think we camped. Pretty sure we camped down at Fontana. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, got the call the next morning that uh, that he passed away. Right about that one o'clock in the morning, we were sitting here watching the the shooting stars and everything. But uh, so we were leaving here, and the. 760 failed rather spectacularly. Um, there was a low-pressure power steering hose that I can't remember if it burst or if it got cut open, one of the two. I think it was rubbing something. Yeah, I think it was probably rubbing a pulley. Yeah. Um, cut it open and spewed all the fluid out. And then I went around two turns, one to the left and one to the right, and I heard two distinct pop pops. And it was the strut mounts failing on either side. Um, so we, uh, somebody had a giant roll of electrical tape and another piece of heater hose, I think, and I, I, I cut the heater hose and kind of put it over the power steering hose and put just, like, yards and yards and yards of electrical tape over it and dumped transmission fluid in the power steering. To you jerry-rigged it, man. Yeah, jerry-rigged it. Yeah, sure did. Um, but got all that fixed up and, you know, and rode to Charlotte to be there for my grandmom and everything. That was also the time that I about got pulled over. That that one time you almost got pulled over? Well, just that I mean, one time? <laughs> Well, this was the one time when you guys were all behind me, mm-hmm. and I just kept driving. I had no speedometer. Why would you guys put the the guy with no speedometer in front? Oh yeah, no. I don't remember this at all. No, no, I was just just cruising, kind of, kind of daydreaming, you know, yeah. whatever. Was, you get to that one point in the drive home, and it's pretty monotonous. And yeah, uh, I'm just cruising along, and I look in my rear view, and here comes a state trooper, and all my friends are half a mile <laughs> behind me, and I'm like, oh shit, so. And I was thinking back to that, you know, even for everything that went wrong and all the bad memories associated with that weekend, that's still, that's still one of my... That was a good weekend. That was a good weekend, you know, all things considered. Yeah. It, it really I just was. think of, uh, we had a, we, how many people did we have? We had about five cars. It was, it was a fair bit. Yeah. 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 I just think of that night going up 28, I believe it was, and just, that old, that 760, man, we were about dragging bumpers yeah. on the ground. Yeah. If it wasn't such a piece of shit, that would have been a decent car. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, that's one of those things. I, I was in my uh, wagon and had a bunch of suspension work done, and here yep. you are in this 30-year-old <laughs> wagon, the same thing. Uh, I, I think one even lowered it. I mean, it had stock springs and everything on it. Yeah. It was, so. uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was probably the single worst car I've ever owned. God, what a piece of crap <laughs> that was. Um, that was an interesting story, though. Nope. Oh. Oh, there's your uh, time lapse done. Okay, we can pause this for a minute if you want and go deal with that. Yeah, I got you. Come back. All right, so we'll pick up where we left off there. Um, Derek was talking about the the 760 that I had and the story behind that. Um, I was still driving, so my my 79 Volvo 244 um, that I built a, a couple years beforehand... That car actually, it, it did a lot better than it had any right to um, until I, I had made the same mistake Derek did. It was fine as long as it had a TDO4 turbo on it, um, and then I put a, a bigger Banks TDO6H on it, and just everything went downhill really quickly from there. Um, but anyway, so I was kind of nursing that thing along and, and fixing everything that broke during the week on the weekend and trying to get back and forth to work. 
Um, and I, I had just graduated school, I don't know, maybe a few months before. I think we were, we were living in Franklin by this point, so maybe it'd been about a year or so. Uh, anyhow. You guys had that house with the, uh, the crazy driveway. Yeah, right? yeah, the yeah. rental in Franklin. Um, I don't remember exactly when we moved in there, but yeah, I think maybe we graduated about a year. Anyway, the, the point of that whole discussion is I was still flat broke and had no money. Um, but uh, there was this guy on Turbo Bricks that popped up with this really, really clean um, 89 Volvo 760 wagon. Um, it's in really beautiful shape. And he'd taken it on a road trip from Florida to, like, I don't know, Texas or New Mexico or somewhere. And on the way back, he blew a head gasket in Shreveport, Louisiana. And uh, like everybody else on Turbo Bricks, was broke and had no money to get home. And posted up on the forum, hey, I've, you know, I'm, I'm stuck in Shreveport. Uh, my bus ticket home is 300 bucks. I gotta be back for work on Monday. If somebody wants to pay me 300 bucks so I can buy the bus ticket, you can just keep the car. Um, and I was the first one to uh, to message him. And the place that he was staying in Shreveport just happened to be right beside the storage facility. And I told him, I said, look, if you can if you can push the car over to the storage facility and leave it there. Um, you know, that would allow me to just pay the rent on the space for a few months until I can get the money together to, to get it up to Franklin. He said, okay. Um, so I, I had a little bit of extra money and I think I bumped some off of Bailey and I think I bumped some off of like mom and dad too or something like that. Anyway, I, I had to ask like three people to get $300. <laughs> that's, that's how fucking broke everybody was. Um, but I, I, I had at first kind of visions of going down and cause I had a motor at that point, I had a motor for it and I, I thought about, you know, making a road trip out of it and getting run on a weekend. And then I realized that was going to be just too much work. Um, so it sat down there for probably six months or so until I had uh, enough money saved up to pay for the transport to get it up here. Um, got it up here. That's not cheap, man. No. Transport it, on anything is not cheap like that. I think I waited and waited and waited, and I think I paid somewhere around $600 um, to get it up here. And it was actually kind of funny because it was the storage lot was actually seven exactly 760 miles away from my front door. Um, but, yeah, anyway, got it up here, and I've been working on this motor on and off for it. Um I didn't really like build the motor, but I did. I did go through it. I guess you'd say. Um, I think I put new bearings in it. Um, bought a, a new oil pump for it, which is important later. <laughs> Got a had a, actually I had a 19T, a TDO4 19T that was on the 79. Um, that was a decent turbo, and because I I knew the 760 was coming, I figured I'd take the good turbo off of that and put it on that car. Um, so I kind of had this motor more or less dressed and ready to go in when the car came up and actually I, I got real lucky and found uh gone to charlotte to the junkyard for something and found a manual 760 in the junkyard um with the right cross member and the drive shaft and the clutch mm-hmm. pedal and all the hydraulics and everything for it um and i bought all that i think that was it was next to nothing because i knew the guy it was like 70 bucks or something he gave me that yeah. entire swap kit for um anyway Got the car up, yanked the old motor out, dropped this new one in, cranked it up, ran great, drove it around town a few days, um, had insurance on it, and after two, three days, I figured, well, it's running pretty good, I'll go ahead and get tags, so I went to the tag office, went in, paid my, you know, $150, whatever it was, and came out, cranked this car up, and I heard this, like, just very faint, like, squeak at idle, <laughs> and it was, it was kind of intermittent, and it would get louder and faster when you rev the motor a little bit. 
But I kind of wrote it off. I said, oh, whatever, it can't be that big a deal. And started driving back to work, which was uh, about 10 minutes away. Is this the thunder incoming here? No. I thought it was Harley's or something. Um, but yeah, I drove it back to work, and by the time I got back to work, what had started as kind of a, a squeak or a chirp was now a high-pitched whine um, that was very obviously like dry metal on metal. Um, those were uh, those were the two Repsol Hondas from uh, uh, Topoco, and those are V-Rod. Uh, bringing up the back was a Hayabusa. Um, anyhow, but um, yeah, so it was squeaking real bad and turned into a, just a howl. And I realized by that point that it was a, a, like a dry bearing. It sounded like something wasn't getting oil pressure. Um, but I couldn't do anything about it and I didn't have AAA, so I had to drive it home. Um, drove it home after it cooled off from work and made it. It literally locked up in my driveway. As I, I got it up the hill, and threw it into the parking spot and the motor locked up. That's like the best worst feeling you could have. Yeah, like at least it made it, you know, but yeah. I actually I'd sunk some money into that motor because I was yeah. like I'm gonna, I wanted to keep the car I wanted everything to be right um, and uh, I couldn't figure out why it dropped oil pressure and it was really, it was really bugging me and uh, another friend of mine came over and we yanked the motor out and I'm, you know, the whole time I'm just stewing about what in the world can be wrong, why is it doing this he goes, well, take the oil pan off and I zipped the oil pan off with it hanging from the hoist, and the oil pan dropped down, and the oil pump dropped out right with it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I looked in the bottom of the pan and saw that there were there were the two bolts that held the oil pump in, and I guess I'd you know just finger tighten them and never torqued them down. Um, and uh, turns out that'll that'll cause a problem. I mean, that's kind of impressive though. You made yeah. it that long. Yeah. You know. uh, like I said, I, I don't know when it actually fell out, but I mean, it it did a solid probably 30 miles at least. Wow. With no oil pressure. Um, but, um, uh, what did I do after that? Oh, yeah. I called up Kyle, um, because I knew he had a couple motors laying in the basement. Everybody goes to Kyle. Yeah, he's got all Kyle the parts. He's, he's the, he's the plug for Volvo parts. Um, and Kyle very generously, Kyle lives in, uh, Durham, uh, and very generously agreed to meet me in, like, Winston-Salem. So we loaded up this 88 Corolla, um, and met him in Winston-Salem, and he's like, dude, you know, I'd... I don't, it's been a raw deal just take it you know he didn't even charge me for the motor brought it back did kind of the bare minimum I needed to get that motor running plopped it in and at that point I realized why uh, I never got an oil pressure light a low oil pressure light there was a, there was a connector on the firewall that just kind of degrades um, and uh, the oil pressure wire was not making continuity anyway plugged that in put that motor in actually it ran okay um, and that's what it ran uh, that's the motor I had in it when it came up here um, but yeah, just endless suspension problems, weird electrical stuff. And those cars were they were different. Yeah. In just just enough ways. Just enough it, to piss you off. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not like I mean these you know the seven forties nine forty chassis it's the same thing. Yeah. But for some reason the the seven sixty and nine sixty just they were different. Yeah. The electrical systems. I mean, it still runs on yeah. LH, but it's slightly different. the The front sheet metal is slightly different. Mm-hmm. Actually, that was a whole thing because I needed a fender for it, and tracking down a, a seven sixty fender turned out to be a, a kind of a difficult thing to do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. I mean, it was all things considered, it was. It was the worst car I've ever owned, period. Um, wound up selling that to some guy from Greenville who has probably sold it 
it's been it's probably crushed by now. Yeah, oh no, 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 no! It's uh, I almost forgot. It wound up in the hands of a guy in Knoxville, named Jonathan. I think yeah, Jonathan, um, and he still got it. That's right. Really, he still got it. It still runs. Yeah, I forgot about that. Tool. Yeah, just can now. you imagine the stuff he's had to go through? Oh my God, no! <laughs> I, I, I messaged him a little bit and just kind of told him what I'd done, um, and he goes, "Yeah, well, I've kind of had to rebuild the whole thing anyway." So better him than me. Yeah. Oh man. So, yeah. But uh, yeah, we uh, actually we're talking about SC there for a bit. Um, so for those are that are outside the Volvo community uh, you know we talked about SC a little bit well SC sort of uh, SC sort of grew up kids and, yeah kids, kids and jobs and everything else and, and really what it came down to was it was it was a bit much for uh, for Kenny to handle um, and I guess there was were there 13 did it do it for 13 years yeah and it, I mean it got quite large we had people flying from yeah. around the world yeah Chesh came in I think yeah. that was that was before us but it was SE7 he showed up for yeah. um, and at its peak there were I mean the the big attraction for SE was everybody on Turbobricks was fucking broke everybody mm-hmm. and none of us could like afford dyno time for anything um, and the, the main attraction was Kenny and Sam had the hookup for a dyno in Montgomery and it was like, show up with your janky-ass piece of shit that leaks oil and coolant and everything else that no other, you know, performance shop is ever going to touch. Throw me 20 bucks or, you know, a case of beer and we'll strap it down and tune on it. Um, and so it got to the point where, I mean, people were bringing these shit heaps from just all over the country to, you know, for this weekend of... I mean, we spent more time cleaning, I think, than we did Oh, tuning. yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, um, yeah, bringing all the cars apart. and tuning them and blowing them up and going to you know pull apart Montgomery and fixing them and then going to the drag strip and all that it was it was crazy, um, but that that just sort of got. Uh, I don't In know. hindsight, we really we couldn't afford that trip. Oh no, just, no. I mean, well, the first year I went, remember all the the shit that I went through the the first mm-hmm, year, mm-hmm. and that's actually what that that first trip is what really endeared me to to Turbricks. Because um, I got down there and my drive shaft started making this just crazy noise. And at the time, I really didn't know a whole lot about cars and fixing shit. Um, turned out I had a roached U-joint. And uh, I had no money, man. Like, I had nothing. I had enough gas to get enough money to get gas to get home and a couple meals, and that was it. Um, and we were sitting Saturday night at uh, Kenny's house. And I was really worried about what was going to happen. And... Uh, Ren came over, <laughs> of all people, man. Um, Ren came over and goes, hey, what's up? You know, and I told him, like, yeah, I don't, I don't know, car's fucking up. I don't know if I can get home or not. And uh, but he goes, well, let me, uh, let me see what I can do. I, I bet I can help you out. Know, like so that was a uh, pretty good looking Civic left. Looks like we've got another... That's a Tegra. It's not me. Sounds like pretty beefy Integra. Yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty, uh, pretty badass Integra. And behind that, what you actually couldn't hear uh, was a Cadillac ATS, uh, base model ATS. It sounds like it's been uh, built up and modified a bit. Uh, but yeah, anyway, Ren ran around and like Oh, Ren, he's he's been the he's been like the I, I the have, father of the group. I, I have a love hate relationship with Ren, man. I really do. I, I I love the guy to death, but uh, he's he's one of those people that sometimes you can only take in doses, you know. 
But he don't no, ever he, share he, a room with him. <laughs> don't ever share a room. Oh man. But no, Renda, Renda helped me out, man. He went around. He's like, I don't even know if he told people specifically who. But he's like, you know, one of us is, is real tight on money. I Can think I remember anything? that. Uh, and people were tossing in five or ten bucks or you know, pocket change or whatever. And I wound up with, I think it was like 150 bucks or so. You know, it was, it was enough to get the parts I needed and enough to have a little bit of safety net getting home. Oh, he just shut the car. Um, and, uh, and, uh, but yeah, I got home kind of without incident and I, I messaged a couple people that I know, I think I messaged Kenny and I messaged Sam and a couple others. I'm like, Hey, you know, I know you chipped in a few bucks. Let me pay you back. And everybody said, no, nah, don't worry about it. Just, just pay it forward. Yeah. Um, and so when SE, SE went on for a few more years after that, and then, uh, there was a year where the year after SE ended, there was a year where nothing happened. There was no like regional meet or anything. And by this point, like I, I was, I was out of school. You were working full time. Everybody mm-hmm. else was working, and it was just kind of hard to find time to to see everybody. And it sucked. We didn't really have that vacation. No, you know? no, uh, we didn't have that time to really to hang out with each other. Um, and so the the following year, uh, twenty fifteen. I don't really even remember whose idea it was. I think I just kind of coalesced from I think a we, few of us chatting. We always tried to do this, you know, camping trip up here in the mountains. Yeah. And I think one year we uh, we just pretty much extended the invite to to anyone and everyone on Turbo Bricks. And, yeah. And it kind of caught on. Yeah, it did. That, that first year, uh, 2015, we came up with the name of Mountain Meat and we put a thread up on the forum. And it didn't really, I mean, it didn't really start out... It wasn't, like, planned to be, you know, an, an SE replacement or anything. But uh, we did do it during the fall, uh, which was when SE normally mm-hmm. tended to happen. Um, and uh, and said, yeah, you know, this is kind of the general plan. We're going to come up here. We're going to go camping for a weekend. Uh, anybody who wants to come, come. And that first year, I think we had, like, 15 cars, 15, 20 cars. Yeah, it was it was pretty good turnout. And uh, a lot of these people, you know, it was... Our campsite was actually really close to up here at the Dragon, so yeah. that that got everyone's eyes because I mean this, this road is world famous, you yeah. Know, so yeah, it's, it's definitely a destination. But um, and then uh, well, I mean it it didn't take very long to realize that that was it it was just too big already to yeah. try to make a camping yeah. trip out of it, and uh, so yeah. yeah, we had that good. We had a pretty good crowd, and there were uh, a couple people that were kind of. Long time people in the forum showed up. Towery came. Mike P. Came. No, Towery didn't. No, Towery did come. Towery and Mike P. came mm-hmm. uh, down from uh, the D.C. area. Um, Mike Jr., Mike Sr. came up from Atlanta. They've been around Turnbricks for a long time. I don't really remember a whole lot of other people. I think that might have been kind of the extent of the, the old older guard. Yeah. But anyway, and uh, so we, we got to Sunday and we had a great time. Um Spent a lot of time out here on the Dragon, a lot of time on other roads. We drove the Skyway some. And on Sunday, I just kind of said, hey, I want to do this again next year. And everybody's like, yeah, let's fucking do it again. Um, so the next year, we found this uh, awesome lodge out in the middle of nowhere um, and uh, rented that. And that was the first year that Kenny and Sam came up. Um, there were some more people from kind of the Northeast that came down. And that year, I think we had about... 2025 somewhere yeah. in there maybe it was kind of it was kind of that year we knew okay this is something that yeah, needs to it, keep it happening to catch on yeah yeah and so uh after that 
um, or maybe it was a year after, I don't remember, um, Kenny actually started SC back up again. And I, I told him then, I was like, you know, I'd, sort of unintentionally Mountain Meat had kind of taken the place of SE. Um, if you want to, you know, do the big thing in SE again, we can uh, figure something else out about Mountain Meat. He goes, no, 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 leave that in the fall. Um, and now SE has kind of happened in uh, in the spring. It generally happens around the, the end part of April or so. And uh, that's uh, I think that's worked out pretty well. It gives yeah. everybody a chance to, you know, Montgomery is closer to people, you know, in the the west and the southwest, and uh, this is closer for people up in Virginia and Tidewater and all that. Yeah, it's definitely it's hard for us to get down there. I mean, that's a yeah, especially for me coming out of Charlotte and that's with a, traffic, you know, five six hour trip. And yeah, it's at about least. it's about ten for us. Really? Yeah. yeah it's, oh it, damn. After you know, I mean, it's. Well, stops. You, you, yeah, you, you get know. a group. You know, you get a group of more than three people that will go down, and everyone's got to stop and use the bathroom, fix like their cars, that. and everything yeah. else. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah that's uh, that's worked out real well, and it's it's been real fun for a few years. And Derek and McKeever have have always been a part of it. Um, we've had uh, most of the, you know, the other group of friends. I, I don't think he made it up the first year. He started coming the second yeah. year. Andrew came. Andrew's come all five years. Um, there's a there's kind of a small, kind of a tight knit group that's that's been a part of it since uh, since the first year, and I'm I'm I look forward to it all year, man. And we, I mean, honestly, we welcome anyone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's true. I mean, it's, we've uh, had some characters show up, and it, it started as kind of a, a Turbo Bricks meet, um, but Turbo Bricks, Turbo Bricks is really more not to not to wax too poetic. Silverworks is more of kind of a mindset and an attitude than like one particular kind of car. Yeah. Like yeah, we're all we're all sort of centered on uh, on old Volvos, generally rear wheel drive Volvos, but it's more about it's about taking what you've got and making something out of it. Well, the thing is, we all started making more money, <laughs> <laughs> so we got newer cars. <laughs> I might have to edit that one out. I don't know. Maybe I'll leave it in for a little bit of flavor there. <laughs> Spicy. <laughs> that last bowl. That last cigar was a little spicy. <laughs> oh, man. It's great. Oh, man. But, yeah, that Derek was saying, you know, we all kind of got jobs, and, and there's a little bit of extra cash floating around at this point, and, you know, a lot of us could and, and some have gone and gotten nicer stuff, but we still, most of us still have, you know, a shitty old Volvo or something in the garage that needs a little bit of work. Um, and like I said, that's it's kind of the idea that that uh, you, you make do with what you got, you go fast with what you got, and that mm-hmm. that seems to attract a, a certain type of person. I, I don't know what it is about Turbo I don't know what it is about old Volvos. But it just seems to attract the type of people that, that I like hanging around. Um, and I think out of... Uh, it's kind of funny. Uh, the, the When Bailey and I got married, most... I think every groomsman... Because you were, you were my best man. And it was you and Randy and Mark mm-hmm. and Andrew. Andrew. Was that it? Was it the four? I think that was it. Yeah, because Andrew walked in two bridesmaids, yep. like a pimp. Yeah, so yeah, all of the all the groomsmen were uh, were Volvo people, and then McKeever was a bridesmaid. Um, and yeah, it's it's just been a it's been a real kind of hopefully lifelong group of friends that it's it's developed, and uh, and this place and this road and, and this area has had a, a lot to do with it. Yeah, it has for sure. You know, sometimes I mean, it, 
it honestly feels even longer than what ten years. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. You know, I mean, we're all we're all fairly young. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of us are over. Well, Eamon's mid thirties, I guess. I don't know how old he is actually. Yeah, he acts younger than all of us. Yeah, so. he does. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, most of us are in our, our late twenties or, or early thirties now. But yeah, it doesn't it doesn't seem like you know I've known some of these people ten years, or it feels like I've known them a lot longer. I guess mm-hmm. I guess I should say because we've we've been through some shit together, man. We really have. Yeah, it's become more of a this this close knit group has become more of a family than yeah anything. Yeah, it really has. You know? And it, I, it's I know it's kind of cheesy to say that, but it is it is absolutely true with this group anyway. So. Well, I guess kind of steer it back to cars a bit. Um, yeah, we're getting too sappy. Yeah, right getting a little bit, getting a little bit soft here. Getting Tim Ply. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so what's uh, you got the the race wagon, and there's also there's also the lifted 740 we didn't talk about. McKeever's car. Yeah, so McKeever's first car was a she's going to kill me, but I think it's a 90 740. It's a Regina car. Which, mm-hmm. if anyone knows, they are deathly slow. I mean, they're like, something's wrong with this car, but it's not. Yeah, Regina's know. the, is it just, it's a different ignition, too. Right. Yeah, it's a different right. fuel injection and ignition system for some reason than everything else Volvo did. Yep. And, uh, so anyways, that car, that's kind of how we met, is, you know, it kept doing Volvo things and braking and stuff. And <laughs> she kept bringing it into the shop that I worked at. So that's how we ended up meeting, but, um. After, I guess, she kind of hit the last straw with it and ended up getting her S40, and that car sat for a few years. And then uh, about that time, everyone started doing this lifted wagon kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it became you know? a cool thing to do. Yeah, and uh, I said, well, I kind of want to try to do this. And so we built one, and and it's been a blast, other than the fact that it will not move out of its own way. <laughs> I mean, who would have thought, you know, whenever you put tires that are a full six <laughs> inches bigger than what they should be. <laughs> but, no, and, it, I mean, it, it's so slow, man. But It, it is. It's, it's deadly slow. But it somehow keeps crawling its way up these service roads, and it's it's gotten us to some places that nothing else I've ever owned would yeah. ever get us to. So We took that uh, year before this past one. Mountain meat. We took it out this uh, fairly sketchy fire road and wound up at this rock, you know, with like a beautiful 180 degree view of the valley below. That was that was a lot yeah. of fun crawling through there. Man, that was kind of, that was kind of the one of the first times we took it out. So it was it was definitely a fun experience for us because we got to learn what that car would do. But believe it or not, put a locker in it and some bigger yeah. tires, and yeah. it does it, it works out great. It, it does it does pretty good. So, but yeah, she's. We got that, and uh, I think she's she's got Andrew's 940. I always forget about that car. Yeah. Always. I, I feel like it's kind of funny, but, you know, her between her and her mother, she, they've they've bought probably all the cars that Andrew's ever had. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no. So, yeah, that's pretty much our stable. She's got her XC60 now, and that's been a been a good daily driver for her and i've got my v70 i bought for real cheap 
Mm-hmm. It's been working out. It's kind of one of those cars. I was really jealous of that car when you bought it. Because it was like 500 bucks or something. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, was next to nothing. Man. It had a rod hanging out of the block, which is... <laughs> which, I mean... <laughs> that, that'll that make things a little cheaper. I don't know how. How do, how do you make a hang a rod out the block a on a non-turbo yeah. stock motor, you know? Yeah, that's, that's impressive. You know, I mean, from time to time, I kind of want something different. Something with a little bit more power to drive every day. But then I'm like, I'm going to get in this... This downward spiral that I've oh, already yeah. been in and stuff. So the car's been. I mean, I've had it for six years now, and God, that long. Yeah, wow. put 140,000 miles on it, and Damn. so my my goal is to get 300, 300,000 out of it. So what's it have now? I believe we're at like 240. Okay, somewhere. Yeah, you'll there. do that. That'll be easy. So yeah, you're catching up to Eric's mileage on the the S60 now. Yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens with that. You think about anything else, or is uh, is, is the this race wagon and the Miata kind of going to be it for the foreseeable future? Yeah, I guess for now. It's one of those things like you know, Miata kind of just popped up, and it was yeah. You know, Eamon's got one, and you hop in that thing and drive it around around town and everything. And you're like, yeah, this this is this is a pretty fun little car. Yeah, you know, and uh, stuff. So I'm sure if something was to pop up, I would. I'd jump on it if I can. Sure. You know, and it's... I'm not sure if I would stick with Volvo strictly or not, but I'll at least always daily one. Yeah. So... Yeah, I'm sort of the same way. Like, the the that P2 V70R is kind of the last one that I'm really interested in. Yeah. Apart from, uh, you know, apart from, like, one of the brand new V90s, but yeah. it'll be another decade before I can even think about affording one of those. Once again, that's daily driver status. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. yeah. Well, that's cool. I mean, it's uh, we've had a had a lot of fun. I I was telling Bailey the other day. It was like you know, if if I die, or not if when I die young, I uh, <laughs> I want to be cremated. And I want my ashes spread right here. Yeah. You know? Maybe not all of them. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe take a little to Big Sur. You know, somewhere else we've been. But dude, that's the same way I feel, man. I've I've made friends up here. I've I mean, this place is worked through some shit up here, yeah. man. Yeah. This is the. Uh, the mental stability ground. Yeah, it's uh, it's a mecca for that. So, sure. Yeah, no, it's been real good to me. You know? So we'll see. Hopefully tonight it's good to us. So. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be down into the looks like mid or low 40s here, but I think we're I think we've got the yeah. gear to get through it. It should be all right. So we're actually gonna sleep up here tonight. So. Yeah, there's a little uh, little outcropping right here at the overlook that's got some small pine trees on it that we can uh, hang up a hammock. So we've got our hammocks and our under quilts and little rain flies on top in case it gets wet. But it is kind of it's kind of odd, you know, driving as you know, in, in my case, driving as hard as you can, and then you yeah. literally come to this overlook and you just stop, and it's like, all right, time to yeah, <laughs> time to hop in <laughs> bed. To yeah. <laughs> right. So, well, on that note, I guess yeah. we'll we'll probably wrap it up. But uh, thanks for talking to me. Man. Yeah, Appreciate man, no it. problem. It's been a it's been a good time. Yeah. So yeah, we'll probably do it again in the future. But yeah. Uh, well, till next time. Till next time. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in to the Venture Racing Network podcast. And hopefully, we'll have somebody on uh, before the next three months is up and, and get back on a semi regular schedule for you. Stay tuned.
I want to say thank you to my friends over at Porch 40 for allowing me to use their song Out Loud off of their brand new album Radio Edit as intro and outro music for uh, this podcast. If you enjoy that kind of music, give them a listen. They're available on iTunes and Spotify and all of your major, uh, major digital music platforms.